Welcome back to the Bushnell Project and Making Marriage Great, where my attempt at helping to help us men be better men, godly men, godly husbands, godly fathers, for the young men out there or the men that are single, being godly men in general. And we have been going through Hebrews, and I want to look at one verse and help us to really grasp the warning here. So it's in the middle of a warning where God is really upset with the children of Israel. The author of Hebrews is bringing this out in his sermon, warning the Hebrews of the day, the Jews of the day who have been following the way, not to be like their brothers and sisters that are going back to the old ways. And he's given this warning, like back in the day, I was mad at the children who only had the promise. They didn't have the Messiah. They just had the promise of the Messiah and the what, how God treated them when they were disobedient and didn't follow him. And now the Messiah has come and has been resurrected. His name is Jesus, and some were following him, and now they're not. And so there's a starch warning here it is in verse 10 of chapter 3 of Hebrews. Therefore, I was provoked with that generation and said, They always go astray in their heart. They have not known my ways. Now, let me read that last part. They, they always go astray in their heart. They have not known my ways. Now, God was pretty particular about writing down what he wanted the children of Israel to do. At first, it was all stories, and eventually they would write it down. But he was very clear, and it was articulated well on how he wanted to be worshipped and those kind of things. So we fast forward to after the resurrection, Jesus Christ is the Messiah. God has clearly spoken through Jesus, worked his miracles, all those things. And what do the what are we doing? We're we're going astray. We're 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 finding our things to do. We're finding what we think is better things to do instead of Getting to God, finding out, well, God, what are your ways? What are your ways for raising godly men? What is your way for being a godly man? What is your way for being a godly husband? What is your way for being a uh, a godly man in our community, the church, whatever you want to call it? And how do you want to be worshipped? Is there particular ways where God has said, this is how I want to be worshipped? Well, the reality is, is all those things are spoken about. God has told us how that ought to look. And so I want to encourage us men, man, not to, not to fall into the traps, not to let our, our other pursuits get in the way of pursuing God and really pursuing God. You know, our day of rest really shouldn't be about eight or 12 hours of of football or whatever it might be, right? It needs to be eight or 10 or 12 hours of being in God's word and, and provoking one another good works and praising God and, and looking at how am I discipling my wife? How am I discipling my children? How are we doing? Honey, how am I doing in that? How are we doing as a couple? How are we doing in growing in the Lord? How are you doing in growing in the Lord? Giving our family vision. You don't have to be a outspoken leader the kind of person that likes to stage, absolutely not. Most men are not. But what verse are you meditating on? Are you encouraging your wife to be meditating on Scripture? My wife has a devotion she's doing that she loves doing. It's a, it's an app, and so it tells her if she did it or didn't do it and how well she's doing it. She likes goals, 
And so that's what she's doing. For me, it's just meditating on the same scripture over and over and over again. Maybe because I'm slow. But I just find it a great value in looking at a psalm over and over again or, or meditating on a, a chapter of a, of a letter or reading a letter over and over and over and over again. Philippians, Ephesians, I love those letters. Colossians, and I've read them. When I sit down to read, for instance, Colossians, I read it over and over and over and over and over again in a day. And by the end of the week, I've read it so many times, I know what's coming up. I know what's in it. It's not so much that I've memorized it. I just know the letter. So when I'm reading one verse, I know the full context of that verse and what the author, what Paul is saying, in, for instance, in, Col- in Colossians. So that's, that's what I love to do. I love to be in God's Word, and it, and it helps me remember, oh, that's right. For instance, God wants me to delight myself in Him. Right? Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will what? give you the desires of your heart. But for me to delight myself in the Lord, then my desires become more godly. And I align myself with God's ways. And the next thing I know, I'm walking in the way God wants me to walk. So I want to encourage you guys, don't harden your hearts. Don't go astray. Get into God's Word. Sons, get into God's Word. There's nothing that can replace reading and hearing God's Word in the morning and in the evening and at night. And for those sons who have children, reading it to your children, telling them God's amazing stories. God bless you all. Have a great day. Talk to you soon.